Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today I'm going to go with a little bit of a variation on a theme. I'm going to ask one simple question. What's wrong with Christian Hernandez? Christian Hernandez was the key international signing by the Cubs in the current international signing period that started in mid-January. It used to be July 2nd to June 15th. Now it's January 15th to, crikey, I don't even know when they stop it. Uh, But it'll restart in mid-January. And people were expecting, well, Christian, Christian Hernandez received a very hefty signing bonus. I'm not sure even, I, I, I didn't bother to look it up. Three, three and a half, something. It, it, was, it was a bunch, it was a bunch. Um, before I get into Hernandez though, first off I wanna talk about wins above, expected wins above, and international signing pools. Most of you are familiar with the premise of wins above replacement. If a team scores a certain number of runs over over a course of a season and they give up a certain number of runs over the course of the season, based on the way baseball usually ends up going, you can usually assess how close to successful they will be. For instance, team gives up 80 more runs than they score, they're probably going to have a hard time being a 500 team. Now, it could happen, but they'll probably have a hard time doing it. If they score 80 more runs than they give up, they'll probably be a playoff team. It might not happen, but it usually does. Um, when assessing wins above, it's generally based on how many runs does this guy create? How many runs does this guy make? Is this guy making the team better or worse? And there are numbers, offensive numbers, defensive numbers, pitching numbers, base running numbers, all kinds of different stuff. And when you throw everything all together for a player, for a team, for an entire thing, then you come up with a general basic idea of this is how good a player or a team is. And with Christian Hernandez, there was an expectation off the jump that he would probably be pretty good. Now, why why was that? Uh, Was it based on his numerous games played in Division I college against ACC and SEC? No, it wasn't that. Was it based on numerous perfect game tournaments where he attended and faced IMG Academy? No, it wasn't that. (coughs) He was from Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. 62175 is what he's listed at. And among the people who were getting reviewed and previewed and tested and checked out and all that kind of stuff for the international signing period, Hernandez was as good as there was. He, he was as good as there was. He has very good shortstop size. He might outgrow it, become a third baseman. And when he was facing batting practice pitching, which is mostly what this stuff is based on. You get a showcase tournament, showcase weekend, showcase uh, series. Much of it is 
How does he hit in batting practice? How does he look in fielding practice before the game? Even if you get a full tournament, you're only going to get to see like nine or ten at-bats. There's really not a whole lot to go off of for most of the international players, internationally signed players, which is a large part of why a lot of people run away from even bothering to assess Cristiano Hernandez or anyone else. Hey, show me how he does in games that I've actually seen, that I've actually listened to, and then I'll tell you what I think of him. And it's a reasonable take because there's really not a whole lot of interest. Uh, there's not there's interest, but there's not a whole lot of availability as far as being able to see what's going on with these players. So when Cristian Hernandez is getting signed at 16 years old and getting ready to play at 17, um, there's really not a whole lot of depth of knowledge as far as, you know, hey, how does he face a double-A slider? You don't know. You don't know. He's going to adjust on his way up. And this year, there was a lot of expectation by many people that he would absolutely take the Dominican Summer League by storm. He hasn't. He hasn't done nothing of the sort. Um, his OPS is 647. The league OPS is 664, which means his OPS plus assessing his on-base to on-base plus slugging to the on-base plus slugging of the entire league. His OPS plus is 97, entering action on, let's see, what day is today? Monday. So um, I think it was 0 for 2 today. I don't know if there's a walk thrown in there or not, but he's had two extra base hits. Both were home runs. Both were against Cubs pitchers. Interesting. Um... So should we overreact and think that, that, no, if you bought him before, you should still buy him. There's no, what, what should be the mindset of international talent, you're going to assess the signing bonus and sit back and watch the box scores. That's all you can do. That's really all you can do. There is, I, I guess you could wager on stuff if you really want, but it's not going to... Getting into a um, tizzy fit over, I thought Christian Hernandez was going to have a better season. It's of no benefit. It's of no value whatsoever. Presumably, in 2022, he will scoot to stateside and develop from there. But uh, if you were assessing, based on all the scuttlebutt you'd heard, that Christian Hernandez was going to light up the DSL. You were wrong. Wasn't Christian, Christian Hernandez was wrong, or people who said he had some really good talent was wrong, or the Cubs were wrong for giving him a signing bonus. The reality is, the signing bonus pool for the Cubs is about $5 million. $5 million, they can spread it among 20 guys. They can spread it among eight guys. They can spread however they want to spread it. Heck, they don't even have to spend the whole thing. Five, five and a half million dollars, somewhere in that range. Can't go over it anymore. So now, if the Cubs were to go out and spend five and a half million dollars on a relief pitcher, catcher, whatever it is, one-year deal, 
five and a half million dollars. Now that's basically Jack Peterson money, right? Peterson was seven. I'm talking five and a half. Basically the same thing. If the Cubs go out and spend five and a half million dollars on a free agent, what are you expecting from him? What are you expecting from him for that season, for his entire sum total of his career with the Cubs? That's basically what you're looking at when you're talking about signing bonuses. Signing bonuses ought to be loosely correlated with what would you expect from a player receiving that in a major league season. International signing pool for the Cubs is about five and a half million, somewhere in that range. Somebody's hollering at their calculator, I can, at their computer, I can hear it right now. No, you fool, this is a number. How can you get this wrong? You have a podcast, yeah, five and a half million, something like that. Um, other teams have larger amounts. Um, the large market teams all have the same base number. Sometimes amounts are subtracted. Amounts are not normally added. So if a team goes over a limit and gets a qualifying free agent, their number goes down. But uh, Cubs are usually around five, five and a half, somewhere around there. So the hope would be with five, five and a half million dollars to spend internationally, the Cubs can locate something every season, something every cycle that zooms up to double A, triple A, Major League Baseball at some point. Sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes it will be players that were not expected. I was not expecting anything out of Pedro Ramirez this time. He's done very well in the uh, Dominican Summer League, far better than Cristiano Hernandez. Hmm. Sometimes that happened. Who's going to have a better career? We'll find out when it happens. But um, if you are expecting someone who you have never followed, never followed at all, have no way of knowing, nobody had any, re nobody stateside that wasn't, you know, scouting in the Dominican League, uh, in, in the Dominican, anybody that hasn't been in Santo Domingo the last three years had no idea what was going on with Cristiano Hernandez. None. Nothing. You know, oh, I saw the, I, I saw a video and he had a really nice swing and he hit the ball a really long way. Well, that, that's small sample size. You know, here's a good video. Got some video. Here's a picture. Here, here's him hitting the ball. What would be interesting is if Sirius or whoever would end up having a Dominican League game of the day. That'd be fascinating. Have like two or three games going on. Two, two games going on, the Dominican League, you know, with, with announcers calling each game, probably in English. Um, so, you know, it's like, oh, okay, today, today I can listen to the Cardinals and the Giants or the Red Sox and the Brewers. Okay, I get, I'll choose one of those games. I'll listen to one. And you, you actually listen to Dominican Summer League games. That'd be fascinating. At least it would be for me. And then once in a while, they'd have Cubs games, and you'd get to listen to them. But uh, if you're expecting a Dominican Summer League player, regardless what his signing bonus was, 
to sprint aggressively right up to the major leagues. Just be, nah, it might happen. It might happen in some cases. Jason Dominguez has zoomed up rather quickly. But don't expect it. Don't expect it. Um, be supportive. Hope they're doing well. Be appreciative when they do well. When someone who was not expected to do well does well, give them credit for it. Acknowledge. Um, I love to see when people are asking on, oh, who was it? Prospects Live? I think it was about two weeks ago. Who's a prospect that you kind of dig that nobody gives any time of day to? I said, Pedro Ramirez. Probably looked down and said, who the hell is he? What team is he with? But, um, no, when you have a Dominican Summer League player, when you have any recent draft pick or international signing or anything along those lines, it's going to be a three or four year wait. And for people who can't wait that long, that is a huge deterrent. My response is usually something along the lines of, well, if you're paying attention to the guys that they drafted three or four years ago already, they might already be kind of close. And that's my stance. It's not a case of this specific player has to be the one that's going to do everything. Otherwise, the Cubs' uh, anthill is going to tumble to the ground. It's not how baseball works. It's not how baseball is supposed to work. I was reading an article on the uh, Pirates in the mid-70s, 74, and how many incredibly talented players they had. Like the low A, high A level? Somewhere in there is, is one of the two. A uh, very scary, spooky, eerie story. Um, but no, they, 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 Ed Ott and John Candelario, uh, John Candelaria, and uh, you know um, Miguel Delonay, a whole bunch of guys who would eventually be major leaguers. And I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder how the Cub squad in that league was, at that level was, because the Cubs really never pot committed to player development back in the day. Now they're getting to it. Christian Hernandez is a piece in the puzzle. He's probably more of an edge piece. But since he was signed at such a young age, there's really not a whole lot of information on him. We're going to have to wait until at least next year for him to do much of anything at all in Arizona. And there, there's no coverage of Arizona League games either, really. Get some stuff from Arizona Phil maybe once in a while. But there's nothing. There's really nothing. Until games hit full season ball now. There's really nothing. So with the allegations of Owen Casey and Christian Franklin being in Myrtle Beach on Tuesday night... Um, that's when it becomes a whole lot easier to start putting together information on players. How is this guy doing? How is this guy developing? How is he getting through? How is he getting better? Because it's a whole lot easier to do when there are games to listen to, games to watch, games to report on. And as the Cubs continues to stumble to the end of the season... Don't feel compelled to listen to them. They're not 
the only game in the universe. They're not the only game in the universe. If you want to listen to a Tennessee game, if you want to listen to a South Bend game, if you want to listen to a Myrtle Beach game, have the heck at it. And when that game ends, flip over to the Iowa game and let uh, Alex Cohen tell you about the late innings of that game on the bullpen. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great day. Be safe. Be nice to others. And the Cubs' first pitch is in about 45 minutes. So, uh, about half an hour, flip on the game and listen to it. And um, I hope Kyle Hendricks has a good first six innings. I uh, It would be nice. Have a great day.